<laughs> Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land Bee World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Damn you. Each episode, we will discuss and explore each resort, ride by ride, land by land, park by park, to determine which is better. I'm your host, Jimmy, yeah, Elusive yeah, Quest. Uh-huh. Long answer, which is better yep. than a Disney World. You know, my dog is in my office or my recording studio <laughs> every episode we've recorded, except this mm-hmm. one. I think, <laughs> I think there's a sign. Um, joining me to help find the answer is. Dan from Dan yeah, Hates the Beatles. On that thing, and I do things. And, and yeah. from Concierge, Eric. We're also thing, yay! <laughs> and from being the latest entrant in the podcast sound quality hall of fame is Christy. Yay! Thank you for having me back, even though it sounded like I was recording in a tin can. Promise, don't live in a tin can. Oh, you've moved. That's great. Yep. Uh, yeah. So that's our introductions. This is our show. Um, that's all I got. So <laughs> Dan's mailbag of mail. It's going very well. It's going great. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to the segment. That this is Dan's mailbag of mail that I still have decided to not put any effort into the introduction. So there it was. Uh, this is the this is the part of the show where I will read any questions that people have, and um, I would just like to encourage you to send uh, this stuff in. Yeah. So here is uh, here's a question from one uh, mysterious Mister S. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, with <laughs> the parks. <laughs> Uh, losing significant revenue in 2020, what would you do to return the parks to profitability? Would you increase ticket prices or are there other ways to raise revenue? Or are there certain costs that you cut? For example, parades, fireworks, and light shows. Hmm. I think what's going to happen is all of the above. Hmm. I think that, that Disney World, Disneyland, They've kind of gotten to a point where they become so overcrowded that they're it's going to have to evolve to an to which it already has evolved into a reservation system, but it's going to become more of an exclusivity thing between COVID and distance, and people are going to be all freaked out about being other people. They're going to raise the prices to a point where it's so cost prohibitive that they'll make the same amount of money they would have with less people, make it a more exclusive experience. You have to make a reservation for that's what I can foresee. Mm-hmm. And in the interim, they're going to cut all the other stuff. Yeah, but what about like pay as you go? I've heard something about that too. Like if you want a fast pass, it costs this much, like an a la carte menu. Yeah, I think that's already happening like in mm, Paris. Yeah. The Disneyland Paris. Yeah, that's what I was hearing. Kind of the rumbles in the jungle was you're going to have to pay to play. Yeah. But that it just feels so slimy and carny to me. Like it feels like Six Flags or or I don't know, like Cedar Fair kind of thing. I think what they'll do is they'll, Put they'll load that into the price, I, gotcha. so that if you can afford to do that, you can afford to do that. You're going to go to the parks. I think that Disney has been cool and good for a while now, and that isn't normal for them. Like they, you know, like they'll go through these cycles of like really cool stuff, and and then like you know Pressler. Mm, so mm-hmm. I think 
we might be approaching another era where they're kind of forced into a Pressler place or they'll say that they were. Um, I mean, there's all sorts of creative ways that they could. I mean, the question is, what would I, what would we do? Yes. And so like, I think for me at Disneyland, if I were running that place, which (laughs) I should be, frankly, um, uh, I think I would basically play into the pass holders sense of entitlement and ego. Um, and like do things like jungle cruise karaoke or something like you pay like, I don't know, $200 to be a jungle cruise skipper for Whoa. like half an hour or something. Cause yeah. you know, there's everybody, there's all those people who think that like they do it better Oh, gotcha. or like <laughs> pay a certain amount to like just be the ghost host. Mm. For <laughs> I think that you have to pay. Turn off the right audio. You have yeah. to, they charge you if you repeat the, the, the ghost host oh. narration. They charge Introduce you. Introduce fines. Yes. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. There's always my way. <laughs> Anybody who screams during that part. Yeah. I think screaming is acceptable. I just want to say, I think screaming at that one time is, it's douchey, but it, it's it's not it's right at the line for me mm. Re- reciting the entire thing like seriously if you have a friend who does that mm-hmm. you should tell them it's annoying because they need to know i needed to know i see and, honesty is the if, best policy and if you are that friend it's annoying yeah it's annoying nobody yeah, likes it's, it. it's important to uh, to admit that to yourself that's the first step like I, I don't think anyone should be like shamed for it, but but maybe like we should all kind of just look at that person and be like, just give them that look. Like you want our attention, you have it. Yeah, it, isn't it an attention thing? I don't know. I honestly don't think it's. I don't think people know. I think for some people, they think that it's like part of the experience. I think they think it's like a Rocky Horror Picture Show thing. Ah. Uh. Yeah, maybe. And there's so many locals that maybe it doesn't really matter, but it, but it the, does because like if you love that ride so much that you're like reciting the whole thing, like you're kind of potentially you're potentially stripping somebody of their pure first time riding this thing that is yeah. a really really good ride. Like if it's just you and like five of your friends in the elevator, I mean the stretch room, you know, have at it, have, <laughs> go for it, like go wild. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's kind of like when you go to a concert and you're standing next to the guy who's singing every song out loud, like he's at his American Idol, you know, performance of a lifetime. It's like, dude, I came here to hear him, not you. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. However, I went to a David Bowie tribute concert shortly after he died, and everyone was doing that, and it was awesome. Because yeah, no one wanted to hear the, the guest singer. That's a little different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? But annual pass holders, they're the first things to go because they don't make as much revenue per person. That's what, They got rid of them in China already, I think, or Tokyo. Yeah. I think they should be. I mean, I, I love annual. I love my annual pass. I, I love going. You got going, to use it once. I got to use it that one time. Um, but, I mean, really, they should be gone. And I, and I also think Fast Pass is... I like it, but Jimmy, as you know, yeah, it's not good for Disneyland. It's it's not good for Disneyland. You're right. I think it's good for Disney World because you plan so far ahead. But for Disneyland, which is like people just showing up, 
that they just decide to go that day and the the walkways are more crowded and Mm -hmm. it's just bad for Disneyland. I totally agree. Fill those queues. (laughs) Well, and experience the queues. I mean, I love fast pass. Totally. You miss out on so much of the experience because you just run right to the front of the thing. You never get the time to really Mm -hmm. enjoy the ride the way you're supposed to, which makes the standby line longer. True. So exactly. everybody else has to wait longer because you wait less. Yeah, I just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Don't charge for it. Just be done with it. Because that's one of the things. And there's another question on this mysterious Mr. S's thing. One of the things <laughs> that that Walt Disney World, what experiencing it, and Eric, you can share your experience too. I enjoyed the fact that I could only be in this one park. I had no choice but to just experience it, walk through the lines, I mean, as much queue as was available, right? But but just kind of just suck it up and just be there. And I really yeah, enjoyed even, that. You even rode that awful dinosaur Dumbo ride. I rode them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing we didn't really do is Rise of the Resistance, but they, because they allow like, I think the capacity is like four people an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe seven. So it's gone up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but they've put plastic barriers now between the, the rows. So only mm. one party per row, but you can have more than one party per car now. So they've quite literally doubled capacity. And so, and now Ooh. you can, before you could only get your, your boarding group the minute the park opened while you're in the park. But now you can get, I could get a boarding group tomorrow. Do I it. think it's at six in the morning Do or it. seven Definitely. or something. I can get it 600 miles away. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I thought you had to be in the park as well. They've changed it. Again. Bad. Eric, Eric, do you have thoughts about all of this? No. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> no, no, it literally... Yeah. yeah. No, go for it. No, literally, I had to run upstairs and give my dogs some some treats. <laughs> I heard they were calling you. Oh, my goodness. Well, that, <laughs> that'll obviously be cut. <laughs> Good luck. Um, I agree with a lot of the things that were said and, um, were you here to hear them though? Some, yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. I ran real fast <laughs> up the stairs. Okay, fine. Okay. Mr. Pod calling the kettle black. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my dog's not in my office, so you can't hear it. Uh, yeah, this is, this is fantastic. This is fantastic yeah. audio. Great content. I am exhausted. I'm playing into it. There it goes. Uh, there it was. So da- thank you. Please continue to send in your queries and questions. Uh, yep. They don't have to be serious. Dan will read anything you send in. Give it a shot. To yep. Prove if we get down to it, point. I'll prioritize the stuff that seems to fit. But if we get down to the bottom of the barrel, we're getting to the bottom. <laughs> Christy, what's a good? What's a question that you would send in to Dan's mailbag of mail? Oh my gosh. Okay. So if I could send something in to Dan's mailbag of mail, I would say if there was one ride you had to ride for an entire day and never stop, what ride would it be? Ooh. Write that down, Dan, and we'll answer it. <laughs> yeah. Not, not tonight. No. no, no, no. We'll prioritize or, it. We'll, we'll uh, think of something. How about this? If you, <laughs> if you want us to answer that question, listener, you send it. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan, at, what's what's my email address? Dan at earsup-podcast.com. There we go. 
<laughs> no work. You didn't need, you need to do no work. You just feel hit free send. to transcribe or you, summarize. I mean, if you want to elaborate, maybe some adjectives to stretch you, it a little bit. If you so, want to get fancy, you can just download the MP3 and, and Audacity is a free music mm. audio editing software. Mm-hmm. You just center it on that clip and you send me a clip. Yep. So that is both the most amount of work and the least amount of work you can do. <laughs> if you, if you want, if you want to have that question be answered, just send an email, mm-hmm. subject line, yes. <laughs> you don't. That's perfect. Email subject line no. That's all you need to send. If you, do, <laughs> Ooh, we're doing a poll. <laughs> yeah, that's a poll. We should all add right. a poll to our Facebook group. And and the the poll says if you want us to answer that question, say yes. <laughs> I should add it tonight. <laughs> no right. content. You listen to the episode. Yeah. Right. No context at all. Just if you want us to answer that question, yes <laughs> or no. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Yeah. I love okay. it. Okay. Yep. All right. So yep. Dan's going to do that. And then now when you listen to this episode, you'll know what that meant. Maybe if I remember, okay. I will definitely try to remember here. I'll make a note. Try September. It's vague enough that I might not know what it means, but I've written it down. So hi. Hi. Welcome. Okay. So today's episode mm-hmm. is the case of the second gate food and wine festivals. DCA v. Epcot. Or mm. wait, that's Epcot v. DCA. Mm. Uh, so we are going to discuss the Food and Wine Festival, of which there are two in the States. One started in Epcot, which Eric's going to tell us about. And then the second one followed in DCA, which I'm going to talk about. And uh, if Dan is going to judge this and Christy's going to remain jury for the time being, which we don't know what that means still, but... She's going to do it. She did a great job last time, whether you heard it or not. (laughs) That's Uh, right. And so if Dan likes, he's going to ask a lot of questions and we're going to be able to answer it. We're going to give you a little history and tell you a little bit about these different festivals. Probably won't detail every booth, but we'll go through some specifics. If Dan likes the points Eric makes for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, you're going to hear this sound. Shouldn't it be mm-hmm. from Food Rocks? Ooh. N- no, because this is an arts podcast, and uh, mm, we're that's going a good to point. go to the 1994 London uh, edition of uh, the musical Oliver. Oliver. May I have some more? Drawing a whole bunch of children Please, who uh... are very hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, and would not be able to food, afford either of these festivals. And if the <laughs> DCA festival gets a point, you're going to hear this sound. Take us out of Jimmy. Which, yep. of course, is from <laughs> Mr. T's Be Somebody or Be, or be somebody's, somebody's Fool. Take us out of Jimmy. And this he is, says, Potato Salad Jimmy. <laughs> and I say, Hell yeah. Take us out of Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> If you uh, haven't seen Mr. T's oh, it's be, somebody or be Somebody's Wonderful. Soul, first of all, why? <laughs> Pause this podcast. Oh, yes. Go to YouTube. Please. Watch Mr. T's Be Somebody or Be Somebody's Fool. In full. In full. And it's wonderful. Fergie's in it. Yes. <laughs> and not Fergie as you know her today. Fergie as a young preteen. 
Right. And Mar- Martika is in- Martika is in it as well. <laughs> hey, guys, uh, call- guys, I got to go. I got to watch YouTube. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Just pause. Pause the your recording. Okay. And also right a young child an- actor named Dion Zamora, who I went to elementary school with. Dion Zamora. <laughs> I'm not oh, Of course. Dion Zamora. Okay. Oh, you're he back. All, you watched it. He was also it was in an awesome. episode. Of I watched it three times as fast as I should have. It was fantastic. I nice. wish you had more of those clips. I loved those little sound bites, Dan. Remember hey, sound bites before, yeah. like, before that was a thing? Remember airplane? When it took a half an hour to download? <laughs> yep. Hell yeah. Be somebody. Uh, okay, so um, <laughs> Eric, because the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival came first, and by the way, Disney's California Adventure Food and Wine Festival is all California, not international, California only. But it's yeah. California Adventure. Epcot has a world showcase, so it does fit, right? Yeah. And sort of the 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 slightly different take on this that I think Jimmy has referenced is that I have been to neither. Mm. And I have not... It's something I'm curious about, but I'm not necessarily inclined to do because... I don't know if you've heard from this or other podcasts, but I'm a little poor. I'm doing fine. But, you know, generally when I go to the parks, it's, you know, I got food in my backpack and I'm, you know, uh, that kind of situation. So when I, I want to be won over to not only be into this idea, but to pick a one, pick one to go to mm. like in a legitimate sense, like I I'm truly agnostic on both of these. Okay. Eric, do you want to tell us about the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival? I would love to. Uh, Epcot's Food and Wine Festival, International Food and Wine Festival, got its start with a four-day festival in 1981. That's right. It wasn't even in Epcot. This small fest was a feature in the Disney Village, now called Disney Springs Hotel area on International Drive. Um, In a few short years, this little fest grew. In 1992, Fess Parker was the main celebrity pouring wines from Parker Vineyards. Hmm. Uh, Fess was, of course, you all know this. Let's all say it together. The the, the roles that Fess Parker played for Disney. Davy Crockett and Daniel Boone. Shaw for Disney, and he used this fame and leverage to build his name and acreage in winemaking. Yeah, a little fun fact there. Uh, in 1993, the event grew too large for the Hilton at the Lake Buena Vista and moved to the convention center of Disney's Yacht and Beach Club. In 1994, 75 winemakers presented their wares, including some international guests like, obviously we all know, Michel Chapoutier of France, uh, of very, very famous oh, sommelier. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Um, so uh, is it, it started as a wine festival? Pretty much. Yes. I mean, okay. they're, they're, yeah. Uh, eventually, these little dinners were added for the food portion where they right. compare food and the wine. Um, but yeah, it, it started out as a very small thing. We're not even to Epcot yet. Uh, I mean, we're still we're barely on Disney property, um, but there's plenty of wine. Yeah, it's Disney property, but not Disney run resorts, right? 
True. Yeah, it started out as as a little a little shindig at at the at the Hilton uh, essentially, where it, it's you know not even not even like overseen by Disney. So it's possible, and I don't mean this in a like the, as a dig at all. So it's possible that this was like Fest Parkers. He's got this vineyard, and he calls his buddies at Disney or whatever, and he's just like, "Hey, can I sell my?" Can I pour my wine down people's throats? At your- yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, Fest, Fest Parker's Vineyard wasn't even like a thing in the early eighties. This was oh, okay. literally, yeah, yeah. He he came along a little bit later. He was. This is when celebrities started to show up when they brought in these bigger names to represent the the festival. In the early days, it was just. Hey, here are some wines, and uh, let's all talk about wine. Florida Man Brewery, come on, get it. (laughs) (laughs) I I amused myself with that. Yeah. So, um, after all of the the chefs and winists were doing their hardest in the the mid-90s, eventually the, uh, the festival grew to be too big for... One little convention center. At, I think you uh, mean it's Bridges. Please say it got yes. too big for its Bridges. Mm-hmm. Yes, Bridges. Bridges were involved for sure. For sure. Okay. Thank you. Um, hoisting up and expanding those Bridges was George Caligridis, then the VP of operations at Epcot Center. Uh, he's moved on to some some fame within Disney now. I don't I don't know if you're aware. Never heard of the guy. Exactly. Who? What about his Bridges? He's got quite the britches. He's Greek. Um, and um, <laughs> so <laughs> VP operations at Epcot Center, George Caligridis, took a look at the festival's growing popularity and that of other festivals. Growing around- popularity? Growing. Gro- yeah. Growing. Sorry. Ah, uh, got that's, it. That's my, that's my Midwest. It's a different show. Yeah. Yeah. Growing. Very different. Let's not talk about that kind of popularity. We, we can only speculate. Um, but That's other funny. festivals around the country, like Aspen's Food and Wine Festival in my own backyard of Carrardo, um, mm. George decided it's just what he needed to increase the low attendance in the fall season, uh, where Epcot tended to decline in attendance. So in 1996, the festival expanded into Epcot itself. Uh, the festival was always focused on small bites and bites and sips, as they like to say these days, uh, because in the early days, they deemed that uh, too much alcohol and exotic international cuisines could cause problems. Ball you know rash. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Spices and alcohols mm-hmm. cause yeah. problems. The devil's brew. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. They're hopped up on spices. Someone's getting crazy on a scooter. <laughs> yes. So uh, in an effort to please foodies, but also not alienate the, the you know, the, the tourists who are going to Epcot Center as a, a destination um, who were not aware of this food and or wine festival, uh, they, you know, restricted everything to smaller smaller portions um and and smaller samples of of wines uh to not get everybody sloppy drunk uh, hmm. i'd like at this point uh didn't work the, 
<laughs> no, it did <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> what? It did not at all. Uh, so near, I'm nearing the end of my opening statement here, but I'd like to read a quick ep- excerpt from uh, Celebrations Magazine, Fall Edition 2020, entitled Fall Celebrations at Walt Disney World by uh, nationally and maybe internationally acclaimed uh, author Eric Johnson, hmm. uh, who wrote. Never heard of him. Wow. And what was oh, the name really? of the town you lived in again? <laughs> yeah actually since, since we have a, this tiny pause here i want to give this a point for the naivete Ooh. of thinking that they could limit drunkenness winos from just getting drunk <laughs> it should say booze glorious booze I was, right really i should. was about to say it really should so real quick yeah it's like yeah, we'll just limit it to like, you know, like a two or three ounce pour. Well, how many stands are there going to be? Yeah. 30. <laughs> billion. Yeah, you might as well just give people a bottle of Pinot and like a straw. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I mean, they did. Uh, you, they probably intended well, but then like, you're not going to stop it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Speaking of straws, here's the first of my random facts. Random fact sound. Yeah, we haven't thought about one of those because I just thought of it right now. Um, in- there. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> uh, in 2004, the festival made headlines with sparkling wine in a can with a straw and champagne <laughs> packed in small bottles with funnel-like flutes. Jesus. Uh, rumor has it. These bottles were initially created for runway models who didn't want to smear their lipstick before going out on stage, but mm. still needed to sip some champagne. Well, okay, wait, wait. Wow. So, so, is was this a country that, or was it like Disney World saying, like, "Well, we need to get, we can't do an IV, but let's try this." <laughs> let's just, just don't give it to him in a glass. It's champagne. Put it in a tiny bottle with a flute and a, a little straw. It's fine. But I was just this want like- you to know all I heard was supermodel. I could be a supermodel at Disney World. I'm going. <laughs> yep. I'm going to be a supermodel. Um, so nice. I think, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, but like, was this just a delivery method that the resort came up with? Or was it like... Uh, Germany or something and be like, here's this new way of drinking German wine that is an actual thing in Germany. Well, according to the fact that I'm reading in Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, recipes and stories celebrating 20 years, the fact is that uh, this delivery method already existed and Disney went that that's what we need. Yes. Dang. So they have this thing and they're like, we want to make sure that people don't get too, too drunk, but let's also make sure that they can, you know, walk to the next booth while they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Not something you can do. Actually, I mean, if you had a good straw, you could probably do it these days. Get it behind that mask. Yeah. yeah except for it's a paper straw. It'll fall apart. Mm. Oh, yeah. you're right. You're right. So that was a fun fact. <laughs> Wine from a straw. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You drink Coke out of a straw. Why not? Yeah. Any right. port in a storm, boys. Yeah. 
Anyway, it celebrated author Eric Johnson writes uh, about the Food and Wine Festival. This small event proved popular in the early days, boosting guest attendance during the flagging months of October and November. Over the next few years, the festival grew significantly. Five years later, the festival lasted for 30 days, and by its tencennial, little uh, knock back to, uh, to Walt in uh, the, Disney, the Disneyland, it covered nearly two full months. Uh, mainly, uh, many different countries have been represented with their own distinctive kiosks featuring regional delights. The mix of international-themed food and drinks was fairly great on its own, but a little improvement pushed the festival to its max. Celebrity chefs have long been part of the fun. Rick Bayless and Bobby Flay helped out for several years, providing a high-level and high-quality showcase for their talent. A live version demo of gourmet recipes and techniques inspired many to find their inner chefs. Concerts soon joined the festival. This is difficult reading someone else's words, I must say. Are you smelling burning toast? (laughs) Yeah, we're we're doing okay. Okay. Concerts soon joined the festival as Disney hired some... Some big acts of years past. We used to look forward to weeks of engagements with artists like Christopher Cross, mm. Sugar Ray, and what? Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Take me away. The dinner deals at Epcot's hottest restaurants guaranteed seating for said shows didn't hurt either. Mm. <sighs> so to conclude my opening statement, the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is the premier event in Epcot land and Disney parks in general. I intend to describe the festival both in its ideal state and this year's reduced operation. Just as any of our attraction discussions, we can talk about the queues, the event itself, and the effect it has on the overall land and park. In the end, I expect you will agree with my assertion. Come a jury. So, okay. Sugar Ray at an international (laughs) food and wine festival. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bobby Flay. Mm -hmm. And I realize these rhyme. I didn't intend that. Sugar Ray, Bobby (laughs) Flay is where we're going. And Christopher Cross. And this was in the 90s. Yeah. Oh, don't believe me. I'm <laughs> really, I'm torn here because, and Christy, this is where I'm really going to need your help because. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The the jury was still singing Christopher Cross. Okay. But it, it here's where I'm torn. So the part of, the part of me that does legitimately have a station on Spotify set around sailing by Christopher Cross. And by the way, if you want the best easy listening station ever on Spotify, that's the magic bullet. Mm. Um, that part of me and the part of me that really wants to see, see just big fat sugar Ray be like, Hey, remember me? Like I, <laughs> that, that sounds awesome, but it doesn't sound awesome in a way that it should in terms of like, legitimately getting excited about something unironically. Okay. So let me present it in a different way. Okay. You have a bottle of champagne, a paper mm-hmm. straw, paper straw. Mm-hmm. and paper straw and sugar Ray. Okay. What is there not to love? Right. Got it. And, and I appreciate that. And I, I, I have to say at the Palisade stage at Disney California Adventure, you get the fat cat swinger. It's the West Coast Little Big Band 
brings brass, class, and what? charisma to swinging hits. Where is this little music? Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. That was going. Hold on. That is not where I thought that was going. What do you mean by little big band? They're <laughs> little. Okay, this is how Jimmy. I think they're full of grown adults. I can't tell. Um, <laughs> but, but little I, people. I gotta. <laughs> I gotta say that. So, just for the listener, if you have not been to either food and wine festival, the the gimmick is there are different cultural or represent represented lands or cuisines or whatever, and you have a nice little themed stand, and you get a small bite. So it's a five dollar little pork belly or. Uh, or like a two ounce pour of this wine and that kind of thing. And in the American adventure stage, you have this stage with you know a couple thousand seats. And I mean, it's, it's nice. You, Christopher cross or whomever it's, it is. There's a, le- there's a level. He has a not had this seats. much airtime in 20 years. Can I just say that? That that's, it's great because it's like Sheila E and like, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Mike and the mechanics. And they go on for like 12 minutes and they play the same set. Which is the perfect length, actually. Exactly. It's perfect. And they they play the same length for X number of minutes. Anyway. Okay. So going forward, I I just need some clarity here because we haven't actually really talked about this other than just how how we're going to do it. Like, I... So am I wrong in thinking that there should be any air of like decency or fanciness or there's no pretension. I mean, I, I, it seems like, it seems like they're trying to be pretentious and I think California may pull off the pretension a little bit better. Right. Um, but, but you're also in a theme park and you're wearing a tank top and shorts ordering, you know, a a vive cloco or whatever. I mean, it's, I so I, I guess what I'm wondering is it sounds like a county fair to me, and I don't mean that in necessarily a bad sense, but when I hear International Food and Wine Festival, I feel like, and I could be wrong, this is kind of the question, is it, is the air of fanciness, has it, has it just always been fake and it's always just been like, yeah, come get drunk and eat some food here? <laughs> You know, I could I could let Eric speak to it a little bit, but my my impression of it is the intention was to be somewhat sophisticated, mm-hmm. but now it's a redneck Floridian showing up feeling like they're fancy because they have champagne and a straw. Got it. <laughs> That's kind of yeah, what it's involved. Unless in they want to spend a hundred fifty dollars to go to the Festival of the Senses, yes, which we can get <laughs> into for sure. So which we um, will. Uh, so my my history, if you don't mind, um, the history of the Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. There's also a food and wine festival. <laughs> <laughs> what is this you speak of? <laughs> it is does a, it involve Fess Parker? Yes, it does. Fess Parker does wines are featured, indeed. Yeah, you know what? Take us out of Jimmy. Ooh. Keeping it, um, keeping the connection. So it's a food and drink festival that takes place each spring at Disney's California Adventure. Um, the festival includes a number of themed kiosks, each featuring food and beverages from a particular aspect of California cuisine. Hmm. Other offerings include wine and beer tastings, seminars, and cooking demonstrations. The event was inspired by the similar but much larger Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. This festival was held from 2006 until 2010 and was canceled in 2011 when Disney California Adventure decided to be good. Um, the event returned. Wait, it was canceled? 
<laughs> they canceled it because they had to shut down the park to make it um, good. The event returned in the spring <laughs> of 2016, and in 2020, the festival ended abruptly. Mm-hmm. For no I was there for it. All. I'm sorry, what happened? <laughs> I don't Did know. I miss something? No. Oh, because uh, I've been living in a can. But there's a vaccine for the festival <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> the festival took place annually from – I already said that. So, yeah. Um, and I've, I've got a little bit – so in 2006, there were there were a f- two food service kiosks with 12 food offerings. Uh, and then there were a couple of ma- marketplaces. And then in 2016 is when it really started to, to grow. And, and I don't – I don't know how much we want to get into it, Eric, but this will be a little fluid. So what I found is in 2020, it began on the 28th of February and there were 18 main food and wine booths and then 13 total shoehorn booths. <laughs> and that is eight <laughs> like outdoor vending carts that were sort of themed to be. And and I know this they do this at Disney World too, but uh, just carts that are there all the time that were kind of shoehorned into the festival. And then there Wait, were what? Fu- I, well, I'm so not like, getting what you're saying there. So the, the the dedicated food and wine festival kiosks, there were right. eight, 16 of them, right? And I, I can read through some of them, but just different California themed things. And this is the same at Epcot. Epcot is more countries or, or states. Like there's a Hawaii pavilion and they have a Hawaiian themed little kiosk there. They know but that then- Hawaii is a state, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're <laughs> still unsure. It's still international. It's part of the world. They're still recounting the thing. (laughs) That's right. It's Florida. But but then they have like, they have like Joffrey's coffee that's always there. It's like a permanent little outdoor vending cart, but they, they kind of make it a part of the festival because they'll put a food or drink item on that menu that's specific to the festival. And what they do is they give you a little passport book that, you know, it's kind of, they used to do stamps where you Mm. get it. If you get a stamp from every cart, then you can get like, a prize or, or like a wine glass or something. Um, they don't do that anymore, but but it's still kind of one of those things you check off what you had and and I like this, you little tasting notes and that kind of thing. So they just started adding on more and more permanent things that become part of the festival. Like for example, five of the f- food and wine festival, I'm using air quotes, were at downtown Disney. <laughs> so what? Yeah, so technically in 2020 there were 29 food and wine festival stations, okay. and uh, 2019 a similar number but without Downtown Disney. Uh, 2018 there were no shoehorns; it was just 16 main food booths. Okay. 2017 the same. 2016 when it kind of really became more of a festival, there were about eight food booths. Mm-hmm. But Dan, yeah, the difference with the 2016 Food and Wine Festival is that on April 9th, one Mr. Guy Fieri had a oh. celebrity kitchen oh. special event. Oh my God. Was cotton candy involved? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Meet his and hair. Before you give me a point, uh. we also had on April 16th, 2016, a conversation with Kurt Russell. Oh, wait. This, okay. Hold the on. The special Hold event. On. Wait. Was so what was the date for Guy Fieri? Uh April 9th. April 9th. Okay. And then when when was Kurt Russell? April 16th. A week later. 
This special event will be a 90-minute question and answer session with Disney legend Kurt Russell about his adventures and personal journey in winemaking, complete with wine tasting. This special event will be $199 plus tax and gratuity. (laughs) Gratuity! No! So do you have like a tip jar? (laughs) Look at this picture. (laughs) So good. Are we tipping Kurt Russell? (laughs) Oh my God. God. Yeah, Guy Fieri's tip jar was yeah quite bigger. Oh, it was only ninety nine dollars plus tax and gratuity for Guy Fieri. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, here we. Okay, yeah, I have clarifying questions. How many points? That's kind of what I'm wondering. (laughs) Okay, so Eric, has Guy Fieri been involved (laughs) at all with the International Food and Wine Festival? Doubtful. Can can I can I first? point out that we're in our opening statements oh, here. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah. all Ladies I got and there. Gentlemen. I'm already scraping the bottom of the barrel. Oh my goodness. He's already <laughs> Jimmy grasps that straw. Well then can I ask my clarifying question? Yeah. Yeah. So Dan, not living in California, because I do not uh-huh. live in California. Uh-huh. How many different regions of California are there? Are there thirty eight distinct regions of California? To be fair that have different food? Okay, so California, um, I don't know about 38, but like I live in San Diego and there's definitely, there's definitely a thing happening here, like, you know, California burritos and whatnot, and like, you know, closer to Mexico Mm, and (laughs) there's, and you know, there's a specific blend of immigrant community. And then if you go to LA, it's going to be more like, uh, you know, like your diner's Dives, <laughs> drive-ins. Um, Guy Fieri. <laughs> and then, you know, you go further north and like there's a ton of agriculture. So I guess I guess my point is in thinking about this is like there is at least as if you look at like California being a major agricultural state and with that you get different cuisines, it makes as much sense to have it in a California adventure park as it does to have a California adventure park. 100%. That that's kind of the point I was trying to make. It, and it's not different regions of California. It's just California cuisine. And I can read gotcha. some of the things they do. Yeah. But. It's not all avocados. Um, no, mostly avocados. Right. <laughs> I was going to say, if there's not an avocado toast station, <laughs> they clearly, clearly missed their market. Okay, I have a lot of clarifying questions. So first okay. about the shoehorns. Are they at least California based shoehorns other than being like is Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen one of them or is it all kind of fitting with the theme? No, it's it's more outdoor vending carts or additional food item locations, boardwalk pizza and pasta, Hollywood lounge, Hollywood churro cart, schmoozies, <laughs> Sonoma Terrace, <laughs> Ballast Point. It's okay, all a restaurant. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. They have These are regular restaurants. Lanes. They have churros. They have a churro. <laughs> churro. Okay. Okay. So there's that. Um, Eric, do you, do you know if Guy Fieri has been involved with the International Food and Wine Festival at Epcot Center in Florida, America? I'm going to say... Probably, but I'm I, I've been frantically mm. googling, and the best analog I can come up with, other than Guy Fieri has restaurants at Walt Disney World, 
in Disney Springs. The the best analog that I have that has been directly involved with the Food and Wine Festival is uh, the Cake Boss himself. Cake Boss. (laughs) (laughs) The Cake Boss himself, Buddy Velastro. Cake Boss. But no Guy Fieri. But here's the thing. I'm seeing Sugar Ray play. Mm Mm-hmm. And immediately, my mind is going to Guy Fieri. I want Guy Fieri. I want Guy Fieri. And you know where I get Guy Fieri? Take us out of Jimmy. At California Adventure. Ooh. So, okay. The Kurt Russell thing. Yeah. (laughs) What era Kurt Russell was this again? 2016, gray, long hair, Sam. uh, Oh, God. The guy from Roadhouse. He looks exactly like... Elliot? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs> this is Sam Elliott, Kurt Russell, uh, staring longingly at a glass of red wine. It's wonderful. Oh my God. This picture alone. Yeah. You know, I way, really I really wanted to resist having this this part of my personality judge this episode, but Jimmy. we're here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so yeah, it's uh, again, this is already we're at Jimmy Grassman's straws section of the show already, and we barely started. Um, it's glorious. Yeah. So, Eric, go ahead and uh, take it away with the main I, you, feature of the show because I'm basically you're, done. You're done with your opening <laughs> statement. You, you don't. I'm done with my opening, middle, you don't and closing. Address the jury at all. Case, be more. <laughs> oh, you can address the jury. Go for the it. Kurt Russell tiptoe. Kurt Russell tiptoe. That's the t-shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's the hashtag for 2020. It's not dumpster fire, people. It's Kurt Russell tiptoe. <laughs> there we go. Is he still married to Goldie Hawn? They, they're great. I love them. Uh, now, is there... I Do you know... If it's possible that Guy Fieri and Kurt Russell were in the same place at the same time during the Food and Wine Festival. It's doubtful. Yeah. It's doubtful. I feel like the, the universe would probably just implode if that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, Eric, take <laughs> it away. Like Tell when, us about the festival. Oh. It's like when Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror go at the same time. They're right next to each yeah. other. But will they ever will they ever meet? Will they ever fall in love? <laughs> they can't. They can't. It, everything will just break. Schmoozies. <laughs> Schmoozies. You oh, gotta be schmoozies. kidding me. Uh, yeah. It's the and, and again, Epcot shoehorns as well, but they don't shoehorn yeah. it like Magic Kingdom. I, right, exactly. And that that was my question. Is it, I I I get it if it's like, you know, whatever that yeah pizza place is called or whatever like uh you know some stuff from downtown disney that actually makes sense but it's just like hey get a corn dog (laughs) i want to see guy fieri and kurt russell shaking hands in front of schmoozies the last vestige of the original dca oh wow but just as an example at splitsville luxury lanes there's a specific Surf and Turf Slider duo. Salmon Slider featuring house-made salmon patty, sriracha aioli, red onion, butter lettuce, and heirloom tomato, and filet mignon slider featuring beef tenderloin, Bernays sauce, arugula, and oven-roasted tomato. That was the specific food and wine festival item served 
exclusively for the festival at Splitsville. That's just as an example. Right. And that makes sense. But it's like, then it, right next to it, it's, it's just a balloon vendor. It's like, yeah, you yeah, can eat exactly. my guest. Why not? <laughs> All right, kids. Exactly. But anyway, Eric, you need to tell us more about the Epcot yes, food Yes, starting things. with the queue. Oh. Uh, queues are a long line of people who want to buy food. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nicely done. Yes. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Well, if you've been to the Epcot Food and Wine Festival, International Food and Wine Festival, you understand that y- you might need to wait in a in a line of people who want to buy food. While you wait, you can see a small stand that describes the wares of the marketplace off to the side, usually with a few pictures of the food items and drink items for sale. Some will describe a bit about the country or the theme of the kiosk, because not all of the kiosks are uh, about countries. It's international. Some of them are about the chew on ABC. Um, That's also true. Hey, this is the Jimmy. <laughs> and some of them are about actual countries that exist in the world. Um, there is also uh, another menu at the point of sale when you get up there. So it's okay. If you, if you look at the kiosk and you say... Oh, I want that thing. And you get up to the front. Don't worry. There are, there are more. You, you can see the menu again when you get up to the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. And, and what I like about the, the festival, and this is true of both. So I don't think it's point worthy necessarily, but just for your information, Dan, there's a lot of information about that geography and the different cuisine styles, but there's a lot of emphasis on the ingredients that go into it. And some of the ingredients that are in the food are actually growing in potted plants near the station. In Epcot. That's pretty cool. So arugula. <laughs> yeah, in Epcot. Uh, if there's, well, they, it probably true in California too. Um, but like if arugula is featured in this particular dish and it's prominent in that country, they'll have arugula, arugula growing in a little potted plant next to it. So there's a lot of you know, sensory things and there's just a lot of information mm. There's a lot of dedicated signage and things, which is true in both. Is there representation from countries that aren't represented in F- Epcot yes. normally? Yes. Oh, we agree. Okay. But there okay. are. <laughs> yeah. And some of those are really good. I mean, I remember when I was in Epcot, I think we went to Brazil for dessert and it was amazing. Where is the Brazil? Where's Brazil located in the, where's the, I'm trying to make this question sound like I'm not asking you where Brazil is on the globe. Um, where where is the Brazil stand in the Brazil and thing? the uh, Caribbean islands are usually located near Mexico. Uh, and the thing is that the locations of these things change. True. They're okay. not always the same. Okay. And the countries that are represented in Epcot and the different booths in California Adventure, they, they alternate. It's not always the same. Right. I'm just I'm just wondering, are we in a situation where like there's a Korean stand in the <laughs> China pavilion? Well, you know, I don't know of any Korea stands. Uh, you're not but, far but yeah, off. They, they would if, <laughs> if a Korea stand existed, it would probably be located near China. Yeah, like like there's an India stand that's located near China, between right. China and Africa. So geographically it's you know Okay. Uh, okay. But I don't I, I don't know that there's a lot of thought behind it. What what I will say is for the most part, there is a food and wine pavilion booth that is the same theme as the country it's in. So there's a China food and wine festival booth. There's an Italy one. 
Right. And the neat thing about that is that the 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 cooks and the people who are manning those booths are from that country. So okay. they take the cast members from the Italy pavilion and they put them into the Italy uh, food and wine booth. But when you go and to they want, and India, they want to do this, uh, they be- <laughs> begrudgingly that none of them are happy about it. <laughs> okay. I, that's- oh, it's, it's Jimmy playing Eric. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud. Well, I just, I don't know. It's a it's good time. We're answering Dan's questions. Yeah, that's right. And well, the, and probably the listeners too, right. I would that's imagine. True. But by contrast, the food booths that are not represented by a country in the food and water in the uh, world showcase are operated by, you know, Floridians. Yeah. Yeah. That true. Makes sense. Yeah. And some, not, not all of them work. Uh, Brazil is almost always located near Morocco. Okay. Um, between like Morocco and Germany, if I recall, uh, Brazil is a very popular location uh, mm-hmm. appears every year, including this year when we're a little bit uh, smaller than most years. So yeah, not, not always geographically correct, but what about the world showcase is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's true. I just, I, I just wanted to figure out how, if it was just moderately like oopsie insulting <laughs> or if it was just like, yeah, same thing. Right. I mean, why not? It's all Chinese right. food. <laughs> right. Well, if that was the yeah. case, then they'd put the Japan pavilion in next to China <laughs> instead of in Japan, etc. Yeah. It's all, it, all them Asians. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. It's it's Disney Asia where Mulan is in Japan and you know right <laughs> and Aladdin's Crop out in Morocco the, uh, concentration camps and <clears throat> oh whoa. dude jeez oh, that got dark that got dark <laughs> so America. when you're waiting in a anyway, queue um, uh, you get to the front of the queue and you order your food and mm-hmm. uh, I I I always like the way that this happens at uh, at at the Epcot. International Food and Wine Festival, where you order your food generally from somebody who is a representative of that country, and um, then they hand you a receipt. You walk off to the side. You hand your receipt to somebody else. They they do this little thing where they either mark it with a marker or their fingernail or a pen or something, or, or they, they tear, tear it. it. Yeah, and they yell out to the rest of the crew inside what you ordered. And I don't understand. Hopefully somebody in this podcast has worked in food service enough to know what all day means because they're like, uh, pork slider all day. So what it is, is um, if if they have three customers, like you, me, Christy, and Dan all order the same thing on four mm. different tickets, if all four are given, and that means there are four that's four all day, which means that there are, it's not just one, it's four that I need. That's what that means. I need Thank four. Thank you. Because so once, once I get, once one of them gets passed to me and then another one comes in, now there's four, it's four all that's, day. That's good to know mm-hmm. because when I order uh, my, my foods that are popular, it, it often happens where they yell all day and I go, I don't know what that <laughs> yeah it's like do you, you mean the one that you asked for a minute ago or do you, is there another one or, or no 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 it's 
It's two right. all day. Right. I don't know why, but is like in, if there's something out, like if something's out, they don't have this ingredient or item, it's 86. Oh, well, I know 86. Yeah. Mm. I've heard that before. Yeah. It, do you all want to explain 69? Keep it coming. No, we do not want to explain that. Not on a okay. Disney mm. podcast. Great. <laughs> um, I got an, an important question yes. for Eric. Do you, are you given a little passport? kind of thing and is it stamped from the place that you go well it depends because you can go to the festival center and get a little passport that allows the people to stamp your your passport when you go to the place or some years they have also allowed you to get that stamp on facebook where you pop into the facebook and you tell them hey i'm at i'm at brazil and you say I'm buying, I'm Brazil. buying Padre Cuello, and they go, ha ha, skull. I don't know words in Brazilian, but <laughs> so what it you used to be. Cheese, right? What about cheese? <laughs> yes, I know that means cheese. Brazilian <laughs> cheese bread. Yes, it's one of my favorites. I get it every time. What it. What it used to be is that you would get a stamp, like the cast member would stamp your book once you purchased an item. As it should right. be. And then when that that became a little cumbersome, and but when if you got a stamp in every pavilion, then you could get a prize or another stamp, like a completion stamp, and you could yeah. get something. As it should be. And then it moved to a sticker program mm. where there are stickers in your book and you could, you know, honor system, you could put stickers. And I think that's how it is now. Uh, but there are still in every item in every in every pavilion, there are little check marks. So you could check what you had in that yeah. thing. So you could do little notes and what you what you liked about it. And you said California used to have something like that, but they stopped doing that. No, California or? still has that. They, they, they both have, have that. that. Yeah, so they, they both, both have, have a scoring system. Right. There's, yeah, there's well, a little gamification. Way, yeah. But these days, it's uh, it, it's it's more virtual, so that. Um, you can do it in your My Disney Experience app instead of uh, like handing it's people a thing there. and having them cough all over it and then give it back to you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. somebody's going to lick that, right? Mm. They're like, hang on, let the me lick the thing. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is Italia. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> Okay. Um, what else do you have? That's well. Since we're talking about stickers, can I talk about my favorite thing? Yeah. It has nothing to do with food or wine, but it has to do with a mouse. Well, it all started with the mouse. So you can purchase a world showcase map with stickers, and you have to try and find Remy at each one of the pavilions. And if you find all of the Remys, you get said water bottle or whatever and this year it's a cup oh it's a cup you can pick between four different cups remy's in remy's in france why is he out of france well he's a mouse too so he can yes it's 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 remy's uh it's it's remy's uh ratatouille scary adventure hide and squeak um hide and squeak yes thank you um, Ooh, you're welcome. But yes, you oh, have to go on a a little <laughs> a little tour through the lands, and in each land, and also in Future World in Epcot, you can find Remy along with a few different ingredients of food, 
and you is he behind a construction wall in most of those? <laughs> Thank you. No, he's usually yeah. perched atop the construction wall uh, with a little ah. hard hat. How big is how big are these rennies? Um, they're decent size. Yeah, they, I mean they're not they're not like tiny, but they're like a foot tall. And uh, you, okay, they're not mouse sized, but they're not like correct. giant hedges. So this right. is just right. This is this is just giving the kids something to do while. Like the adults get right, blitzed, and at right? the end you Drink get a cup a that the adults can put more booze into. Well, I become a supermodel. Mm. Ooh, is there supermodels? No, it's just a cup this year. Yes. No, I'm becoming a supermodel when my kid checks out Remy. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't. I, why? I understand Remy. He's like he's food and everything, but he's in a park like that. When you have an international component in a park, I feel like the Remy being from France should override the. But he's, he's a, a chef, thing. and but then he I don't, is highlighting. So is Mickey sometimes he's highlighting different food items throughout the the world, and pointing out that you can get zucchini here and you can get onions here, and he's he's just showing you different locations for food items. He's but he's. He's not known for his like in, his education in geography. He's, it's just it just he's tastes known good for with learning this. from uh, Chef Gusteau, who is the analog mm-hmm. for Julia Child. He's no mm. Dora the Explorer. Chef <laughs> um, that's who. That's who we should have. Is the that's the Gusteau should be doing that. Yeah. So I'm going to come to my uh, uh, whatever. Are, are we defense. talking about the cues here? When, it, <laughs> No, in, in I'm sorry, Eric's I just defense, heard stickers. No, it's in, this is this is part of it. In Eric's defense, in a JPEG everything is IP world, Remy has become the mascot of this festival for the last True. couple of years. But that's they're they're promoting this new attraction. He it is international. He is from France. He is a chef. It makes a lot of sense. In, in a, if you can put your hat on of of IP in Epcot with this new attraction coming, it makes it makes perfect sense. <laughs> I'm not giving it a point, but I'm not giving not, not giving it a point. I'm not giving DCA a, a punishment point. So it, well, I it don't shouldn't be because Remy's nowhere to be found. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like I'm not giving a point against it. I, okay. I I don't I don't like it. I I think you can you can come up with another character maybe from an older movie. That cuz the kids don't know. Mary <laughs> Sheffins. It's just a cartoon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Or um wait, is there right. make up a new tramp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Make up a they're dogs. They they'll eat anything. <laughs> that's exactly the image you want be, it can be implied right it can be implied spaghetti. yeah <laughs> you can have dante in mexico you got lady in the tramp in italy what do we got in germany wiener dog there you go that's something uh china what do they got um Mulan. Uh, oliver and company oh. oh there we go just just retcon oliver and and the yeah. rescuers would that be had, england that's though, a good UK? idea I have the best idea. The rescuers what? down under. They're they're promoting the uh They're the, international the, the lamb yes. chunk. Uh yeah, there you go. 
no, actually, I love I love the idea of it being uh, the rescuers because they are international. They're jet setters. That's that's how you fix it. Okay, next year. Remy is French. <laughs> you should be in France. Yeah, no, and, and France is famous for their cuisine. Anyway, Eric, what else? Go uh, that's go ahead. all I got for the cues. That's that's all I had prepared for the cues. There's plenty more to talk about in the festival itself. Okay, so the cues, all the little stands and the signage, it's all the same in Except California. that Go, the – I, I just want to point out, I mean, realistically speaking – Your dogs oh need a snack. <laughs> While I'm talking where I can't edit it out. Dogs anything. Um, realistically speaking, the, the, the kiosks in Disney's uh, California Adventure are basically a box with a sign, whereas in – um, Epcot, they are themed toward the country or state they're representing in the case of uh, like Hawaii, where it's it's a nice little grass hut. And in China, it's other things. I mean, they're, they're well themed. You're saying the booths are themed to that country or whatever. Correct. Yes, that's correct. All right. I can, okay. I can get into that. Yeah, California. I, I mean, I respect for California. It's all California cuisine, but it's still a box with a sign. Well, it's all themed to you know uh, Bakersfield. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, the I mean, you're right, but the I love artichokes booth has a bunch of artichokes <laughs> on the side. Yes, but you're right. It is all very California themed. Correct. That is true. I almost, I almost gave her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, the yeah. Do Do you want to go into so? So I've already kind of mentioned how many booths there are. There's there's sixteen sort of permanent, you know, not permanent, but but festival specific booths like uh, one in a melon. Mm. Get it? Because it's like one in a million. Are they all uh, so, like, hold on. Are they all like this? Are they what? Are they all like this? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. One okay, in a melon. So I'm also like, what regions are they from? Or is it just well, this like- is the melon region of California? <laughs> <laughs> Where would that be, Dan? Where is melon, the melon Melonvania. Melon, uh, Melonvania. But wait, <laughs> let me tell you some of the items. Compressed watermelon and tomato with whipped ricotta and lemon olive oil. It's also gluten-friendly. Poke-style watermelon with cucumber. Uh, Pabana. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Poke-style watermelon is just (laughs) cubed raw watermelon, right? (laughs) Yeah. Smushed. It's impressed. It's got cucumber. Uh, Okay. And then the beverages are house-made watermelon aqua fresca and berry mule. It's alcoholic. There's golden dreams. I love I heart artichokes, L.A. style. Nuts about cheese. California craft brews. Peppers caliente. (laughs) What? Get it? Okay. Peppers caliente. (laughs) Wow. Uncorked California. Berry patch. Avocado time. Wait, Off so the, two avocado places. No, one was an artichoke, one was avocado. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Off the cob. Green. Garlic kissed. Cluck-a-doodle-moo. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't even have to talk about some of my places. My goodness. <laughs> is uh, like Gilroy represented? Because I know they're big for garlic, or is it just Yes, yeah, there's a garlic uh garlic kissed, black garlic soy braised pork belly. And, and is are they are they from like the the garlic capital of the world, which is Gilroy, California? Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Except the the Sauvignon Blanc, which is from Marlboro. Um, the cigarette people? Yes. <laughs> I was just going to say the cigarette capital of the world. Uh, then they have uh, the Cluckadoodle Moo, which is Ugh. ranch fried chicken wings. Stop saying that. <laughs> Why are the puns still happening in California Adventure? <laughs> I just think it's funny. The Festival Beer Garden, they've got a Smog City Little Bow Pills oh Unfiltered God. Pilsner. We get it, California. We get it that you're California. My. You're so punny. Yeah. Oh. So this festival takes place basically the whole thing is on a stretch of road that if you can if you can envision California Adventure, if you walk past uh Carthay Circles on your left. Yeah. The first booth is just to the right of that and it basically hugs Grizzly Peak and it okay. goes all the way through to basically it ends to the right or straight past uh, the uh, the seating area for World of Color. Mm-hmm. And so the whole festival, those 16 booths I mentioned, all mm-hmm. kind of take place in that one stretch of path, that basically the parade route. Okay. So it's a little compressed, right? right? You know, there's not a lot going on in that area anyway, because you know it goes past Cars Land, it goes past the the Sonoma Terrace, and you know, in the seating area and Little Mermaid and all that stuff. Where there's really not much going on. So yeah, that's where uh, it exists. But speaking of not much going on, would you say that if one were to partake in the Food and Wine Festival at DCA, Jimmy, mm-hmm. w- would that like? realistically how much more time does that add? I don't know if you can answer that, but like, I guess, does it make this, it does, am I spending just like a couple more hours or am I like, is it, does DCA then become actually a full day park? This is a full day park with yeah, that for sure. With this, okay. if you were to, if you were to hit all these things, it it's a full day. Okay. And I would say for both that they're both, targeted at locals right that's that's fine um so then eric for the international food and wine festival featuring christopher cross does this make epcot a more than one day park because i i consider epcot a full day park for myself personally yeah i i also consider epcot a full day park and the food and wine festival uh, the Food and Wine Festival really makes Epcot a multi-day park back in the day mm-hmm. when you could just stop by for a, a, a nosh and a sip, continue onward with your, your day. But uh, really, in in an optimal year, I know people that would spend multiple days, like uh, spend a full day at Epcot during, during the Food and Wine Festival for multiple days. So... There's there's more than you can possibly consume in a in a specific day. One hundred percent. Yeah, I would totally I, agree. Totally and agree. 
my family, when we go, typically we go during the Food and Wine Festival because of the Food and Wine Festival. Yeah. That's why we go. And we're not locals. And if we go for five days, all five of them have a component in Epcot mm. because of the Food and Wine Festival. Because And, and you know, we, we tease about uh, the Christopher Cross, but I mean – this is with the and I'll read through the the it's a shorter festival in California and I'll I'll read through some of the uh style the vocal stylings and entertainment <laughs> but this this list at the at the American Adventure we're talking 40 groups boys to men billy ocean kenny g 38 special 98 degrees uh, i mean it, it it's a Pretty robust. Is Phil Collins on that list? No. Okay. No. Never. Okay. 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 Sugar Ray <laughs> is. Mm-hmm. Smash Mouth? Not yet. Oh, oh yeah. No, Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Just made it. Yeah, I, thought they, I thought they had been there. Yeah. Everclear, <laughs> Tiffany. I mean, they're, yeah, they're washed up a little bit, but these are like a legit names with songs that are in the in our pantheon of everybody knows that song kind of thing, big bad voodoo daddy, Joey Fatone and friends. I think, and friends, <laughs> but not those friends. Um, <laughs> no, not those friends. <laughs> no, those friends are busy. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I'm torn here because I, I'm just picturing like Jimmy. I remember like last time we went to Disney world together, it was kind of thrown together. We didn't have any opportunity to, to plan or get fast passes ahead or anything like that. And it was, I found it really troubling because Disney world has become such a plan ahead kind of thing. And normally we would have been able to do that, but circumstances. So it, I got very frustrated by that. Right. So I'm just wondering, like, let's say someone is like, I'm going to go to Disney world. I don't know that it's now become a homework assignment. Which I mean, because uh-huh. I myself personally know that I don't have an issue with it, but like it is a homework assignment. I mean, this this podcast is proof. <laughs> and, um, Your Honor, yes. Can I please uh, posit the idea? Yes. That when it comes to the food and wine festival, the international food and wine festival at mm-hmm. Epcot, because it has Hawaii. Correct. Because it's got Hawaii. Exactly. Uh, and a French mouse. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, I, I don't know what the, the bench thinks about, uh, about the French. But um, let's just pose that perhaps during these troubling times uh, mm. when it is difficult to – the troubling times being the last 10 years, uh, when it's difficult to get – reservations at uh, certain Le Cellier's and uh, fancy uh, underground Mexican restaurants, the food and wine, the international food and wine festival at Epcot allows the average visitor to enjoy a certain level of cuisine that's elevated above most others right out in the, the broad day without having to wait in a significant line, nor having to reserve time for said meal. I see your point, and I don't know that it's a negative. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just thinking, okay, if I'm Joe Q Corndog, right, and like, yay, we're going to go to Disney World, we have the whole thing 
we're going to, we, I've been told that you go to this park on this day. And then all of a sudden, uh, Oh no, here's this thing that all of a sudden we're engaged with. I, and I don't even know if that's a bet. I think where I'm coming, where I'm looking at it is that I wonder if on one hand, it kind of adds another layer of complication potentially to a resort that is already teetering on the ledge of being far too complicated. Whereas at California adventure, it make, it kind of lifts up a park that needs to be lifted up. I think in either case, if you don't know what it's a thing right. and you show up to the park to do your mm-hmm. thing, whether you've planned ahead for months or not, it's like, Oh, there's another thing happening. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's an enhancement to both. Okay. I think that California Adventure, it's used as sort of a, a, a please come to our park. And that's what it started as at Epcot. Right. But now I think it's, I'm going because of this thing. But if, if you did all your research and didn't know, I think you'd be impressed that there's this other thing going on that I don't have to pay extra for mm. to be in, a part of. And to Eric's point, I can try some really fancy cuisine for $6. I can get foie gras for 6 bucks, Right. And it's not a ton, but I can get that thing and it, it's really cool. And I can experience this thing that I wouldn't otherwise maybe be able to afford to try. I can get an impossible burger. I can get, you know, just some really unique kind of cuisine mm. and it enhances the experience, I think, in both parks. Okay. So it sounds like it's kind of an even thing. I think okay. so. That's fair. I'd agree with that. Has Christopher Cross performed at California Adventure? Uh, no, but you know Is who Christopher has? Is Cross still alive? <laughs> you could see the Adelaide Tropical where you can dance to the captivating music that pays tribute to the Caribbean salsa sound as a California adventure. Oh so, okay. So this is Adelaide Tropical conveys the warmth of Island paradise, <laughs> but wait, it's not international. Um, no, this is California. No, I, I, I was going to the Hawaii, Hawaii joke again. Um, oh, I get it. So, Okay. <laughs> We're in California, which has mm-hmm. easy access to like a bunch of talent. They all have annual passes. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> right. Well, I mean, don't forget about Dylan Carbone and the Estilo Tumbao band. God. Or I'm Luke sorry. Thank Carlton. you for refreshing. I yep. had forgotten. Uh, <laughs> Luke Carlson, the Darden sisters, Tanner Howe, Island Reggae, Fett. I, uh, I mean, can I just point? I was going to. I was. I was holding off. Hold on. I was holding off. Carmel Helene performs. No way. There's no like headliner where it's like the the, mm. the surviving no. members of No Doubt and like <laughs> nope. Someone dressed up as <laughs> Gwen Stefani and no one knows the difference. <laughs> no, but that's that's all of the festival entertainment <laughs> I, I, information. And the Tina Aldana band. That's almost admirable. In 2002, the first year of the Eat to the Beat concert series in Epcot. Wait, what is it called? Hold on. What is it called? Eat to the Beat. Yeah. Take that, artichoke and avocado stand. That's how you do it. So Epcot has decided to... We're we're moving on apparently past the cues. Um, (laughs) Oh, damn. Um, (laughs) seemed like just an hour ago. (laughs) So at, uh, Epcot's international food and wine festival, uh, we, we have this interesting feature 
where not only do people do do interesting acts play on a stage uh, for free uh, with no additional, you know, anything. Yeah, but that's what that's what free means. Yes, yes, that is what free means. You can also uh, have yourselves a uh, a, a meal at Merry a little Christmas. What, sorry, sorry, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, joke. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have yourself a merry little. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. If you like to hear Jimmy sing on a podcast, we have Let the collection just for you. It's Jimmy sings, featuring Jimmy singing songs for you, such as song. "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." <laughs> Have a holly jolly Christmas. Have a holly jolly Christmas, which is not the same song at all. Also, Baby Got Back. How about Blood on the Saddle if he's not going to do it? But and I don't want none unless you got There we go. Hun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> well done, Jimmy. We, we digress. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's figure this out. Where was I going? Uh, can I get sailing again by crisscross? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be happy to know that he did contact contract the coronavirus and survived. And so, just so you know, next Ooh, year, Christopher Cross did. He did. Yep. Nice. Good for him. Pulled. He sailed <laughs> good, through. Good save. <laughs> oh, I like what you did there. And if you like hearing uh, Jimmy uh, sing about activities such as sailing and Christmas, just wait until, until you hear him sing about his milkshake. Go for it. <laughs> My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Damn right. This is better than yours. Damn right. Uh, Let's rescue Jimmy. Yes. Uh, so no. 2002 marked the beginning. <laughs> The beginning of the E to the Beat series, where guests could uh, could uh, res- reserve themselves a, a spot in VIP seating by eating at uh, one of the the main restaurants in Epcot, the the normal restaurants, the ones that don't have tiny kiosks. Uh, but you reserve a spot to eat there, and you can move into the other thing, and you can go see the shows for free. Um, Including the initial act, which was, uh, or the the initial acts, which were uh, Temptations Review featuring Dennis Edwards, Mary Wilson of the Supremes, Sister Sledge, Little Anthony and the Imperials, who have been named to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, y'all, The Fifth Dimension, and Chubby Checker. So if you want to twist again like it was yeah. a summer long the age ago, of Aquarius. <laughs> you should have shown up in 2002. This is the dawning of the angel. So, Chubby Checker. I, the, the point, the, the point yeah. is, two points. Okay. Point yeah. one, Eric is trying to defend himself as though I'm trying to beat him. Right. <laughs> and that's, not, that's not what's happening. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get facts out there, even though you're trying to scuttle this. Um, the other thing is that that's, that's kind of to Eric's point again, and I think we've already made it is that I spent my money to get to Epcot and I want to go to this thing. And it turns out that this festival is going on. I don't have to necessarily participate in these food booths while I can for reasonably priced. Mm. And it's a decent size, uh, 
item True. for both parks. They're, they're decent sized for the amount of money you pay. But there's also this concert series and like legit acts. Well, you know, <laughs> Chubby Checker. I mean, legit for their time and for our generation in one performance. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just does it for 15 that minutes straight. Just sings that song. He's also got but where else? Where else can you go ahead? Yeah, where else can you listen to the twist while eating a twisted potato? Uh, Come on now, Ruby's. But can you also twist <laughs> again like you did last summer? Come on, I I cannot. And exactly. since we're here, I just want to mention the David Bowie song "John, I'm Only Dancing Again." <laughs> is intolerable um thank you for that it's a real song and it shouldn't be um yeah i think okay so for the have already given the musical excellent point well it's called eat to the beat yeah i already got that let's see where this goes oh that wasn't a point okay all right so (laughs) well i'm just i think i think that would be a double dip at this point but i'm not sure if we need it we can go back sure Your attention, please. (laughs) Hey, everybody, let's take a break from the action here for just a moment. Uh, I have another exciting guest in our studio. Hey, man. Studio. Wow. How's it going? Here we go. It's up, Jack. uh, (laughs) It's an elect Joe Biden. Hey, how's it going? Pleasure to meet you, my friend, my my good friend, my, my compadre. You remind me of a good friend of mine. His name is Corn Pop. The hell of a dude. Want to do push-ups? We can do some push-ups. That that's a great story. Can you can you drink some water for a second? And uh, <sighs> I got it. Your ability to do so. Proper and- hydration. Not enough people understand the proper proper hydration is the way to. You see, when when you're looking I, at, at 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 a plan, you got to you got to get off your Lisa mattress. <laughs> and you got you got to get the, the blue apron uh, ingredients ready. You get up, you do your one-arm push-ups, you challenge your neighbor to another one-arm push-ups because you got to get ready for the day. Well, well, thank you. I, I appreciate that, President-elect and Joe You know Biden. what I also like to get ready for? I like to get ready for uh, vacation. I like to make – you got to oh, have a plan. Yes. I have a nine-step plan to – to visit my favorite theme parks, <laughs> including Gator World. Part of your plan, sailing. You know, it could be. Away, it could be. I don't know who this gentleman is, but he seems like a, a hell of a, a hell of a fine compadre. What's your name, Jack? <laughs> He's got music playing. Oh God. <laughs> Well, the way I like to plan for my vacations, I get, I get on the horn and I call the phone number that I still don't have written down for uh, for concierge. But it's eight five six our ears, President Elect Joe Biden. What's that? Eight five six our ears. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> As the uh, as our next uh, Secretary of Ag- Agriculture is playing the, his hit song, I want to tell you about uh, you you can you can plan your vacation. You can go to to 
concierge.com. They'll, they'll talk to you. They'll get you ready. And, you know, and if you want to, if you want to lose some weight, naturally you go to Noom <laughs> and, and, uh, there's a place called a Peloton. I'm not sure what it is, but you know, when I do after, I don't know why I'm starting to talk like Hulk Hogan, but <laughs> after your Peloton, I mean, where do you rest at the end of, well, a, there's no a, rest and there's no, Peloton. no rest, no rest, Jack, no rest. You <laughs> when you get caught between the moon and New York city, I know it's crazy. <laughs> Thank you for Christopher. Uh, next next time, Christopher. Next time, next time. You're not on this one. It's been almost three hours. <laughs> uh, President Elect Joe, uh, do you have anything else you want to say about the amazing service at Concierge? I just gotta say they're stand up people. I challenged a few of them to a push up contest, and we weren't in we weren't in person, but I I trusted that they were being accurate with the number of pushups that they could do. And it's, it's real important when you, when you go to Walt Disney world or wherever you go, you can go to Gator world, you can go to all these different places. And it's important that Harry we Potter land. Yeah. can go to Harry Potter land, Harry Potter, Harry Potter was a really good friend of mine. We, we grew up <laughs> together in the streets of uh, Scranton. It's a tough, tough guy. We'd play, we'd play pinochle <laughs> and stickball, and I think those are different things. And <laughs> I can't wait to see my friend Harry Potter after I book my vacation through Concierge. I've almost called it ears up every single time. Harry, <laughs> it's been three hours, Mac. Eric, <laughs> Eric, Eric Johnson. <laughs> Yes, Christopher Cross. How can I help what, you? What is what is the best that you can do? The best that I can do as a uh, oh. as a concierge is to help you and your family it's design the. <laughs> where you can fall in love with the person of your dreams at a Disney park. <laughs> Uh, uh, and now back to our right. show, everybody. <laughs> That's going to be funny to nobody but us. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm glad my boss doesn't listen to these shows. Uh, did you even give a phone number out? I did. Eight five six oh, okay. years. I think that's our number. I'm going to hit stop recording.
uh, a connoisseur's paradise. Embark on an Epicurean adventure that includes celebrity chefs, cooking demos, and a smorgasbord of delicious dishes. Whether you're seasoned home gourmet or simply eager to glean pro tips and tricks, the annual Disney California Adventure <laughs> serves up heaping helpings of culinary fun for all. Here's a look at the highlights from this year's festivities. This is no reservations required. You can do culinary demonstrations, local visiting, and Disney chefs prepare a few of their secret recipes on stage. Festival marketplaces, over a dozen outdoor kiosks, offer an assortment of mouth-watering bites, wine, and beer. Family time, throughout the duration of the festival, Chef Daniela shared trade secrets of her passion for food in these 30-minute sessions. Junior chef, during this hands-on class, Chef Goofy, taught kids ages 3 to 11 a delectable lesson on the art of cooking with a super silly twist. Cocktails at Sonoma Terrace guests enjoyed an up expanded menu of craft beers, signature cocktails, savory snacks, and more. And then live music we talk, talked about. And then there's reservation-based, Carthay Circle. Uh, there's a winemaker reception, wine, beer, and mixology, education, and tasting seminars. There's a Steakhouse 55 winemaker dinner, Disney Culinary Adventure Tour, and then additional delights like festival merchandise, and the piece de resistance is the Jammin' Chefs. Make sure to experience Jammin' Chefs, where your favorite Disney characters join in on some cooking-themed musical fun. So no Sugar Ray. <laughs> no Sugar Ray. But Chip and Dale. Oh, see. Well, okay, okay, so. I got it. At Epcot. The International Food and Wine Festival there. They ha- they have cooking demonstrations too, right? This is true. Some of them are free. You show up, you go to the place, you wait in line, you yeah. watch the cooking demonstration, and you get a free sample. Uh, Jimmy, are they are some of them free at California? Yes. Okay. Eric, is, do they pull this crap with the characters teaching how to make food? No. Um, because if you want to pay some money and get some fancy food, you get to get fed by celebrity chefs. Let's just take a moment here. Let's pause for just a brief moment. And, and before you go on, and I want you to. Let's, let's point out that during the year of 2002-0, uh, right now, we can't have a fair competition because Epcot's Food and Wine Festival is happening and Disneyland doesn't exist. Really tempted to give a point to Disneyland. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Now you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. Damn. I'm just I'm just pointing out Got a little I don't chilling. want to <laughs> talk about what's happening in 2020 all that much because – this year at Epcot, there are they have fewer kiosks. They have more tables where you can stand around and eat. Like, really, I, I've experienced it myself. It was a much better experience than I've had in previous years because there was more space to enjoy your food where you didn't have to, like, cough on the person next to you. And it was great. But they didn't but- have any of these special events. They didn't have any special music. They have... Uh, Mariachi Cobre, who are awesome, and the the jammeters, who are 
this this group of uh, percussionists that they usually have during the food and wine festival set up as chefs who are like pounding out beats on uh, on pots and pans, like really good stuff. That's what's going on at the America Gardens stage versus big acts like Christopher Cross. <laughs> So in 2019, they had a booth called Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit. Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit. Veggie ve- that's in California. And in 2020, because that's, that's an Epcot reference. I know it is. They're trying to be like Epcot. Right. I've been saying this for an hour and a half. Um, in Epcot. The everything at the that the DCA version is like it starts at this level where you're like, oh, that sounds really cool, and like I really that yeah, I can get behind that. And then next thing you know, it's Chip and Dale <laughs> making cotton candy with a Guy Fieri impersonator. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so in in uh, 2020, which abruptly cut short, but the, there were some uh, Carthay Circle winemaker receptions, and the wine. Makers featured Skywalker Vineyards, <laughs> Fest Parker Winery, wow. and Silverado Vineyards, uh, which is Kurt Russell's vineyard. And they're all award-winning <laughs> vineyards, right. might I say? Oh my God. Might I say? And, but there's a Goldie Hawn. There's a Goldie Hawn wine because he still carries oh be, because Luke Skywalker still carries a torch for her. Yeah, it's fine. Let's talk about <laughs> veggie veggie. Just, so what Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have a, a vineyard? Is that what's happening? Like <laughs> not, not okay. yet. I'm uh, but you bet she's got a tip jar. <laughs> I'm just trying to point out that <sighs> we can't really compare 2020 in Epcot to, to no, anything, anything else, else. <laughs> no, anything yeah. ever. No, so anything. let's let's point out the <laughs> excess, the 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 extravagance of 2019 when we all felt immortal and wanted to spend money to eat and drink at a place with Buddy Velastro, the cake boss. <laughs> <laughs> cake boss. Cake boss. <laughs> You listen to comedy yeah. bang bang? Cake, cake, cake boss. Absolutely. I've also met the cake boss yeah. and I've met his wife. Cake boss. Cake boss. We'll just leave it there. I wasn't fast enough. Um, That's so nice. events beyond. So we've already talked about the marketplace kiosks, which in the past have have encompassed other countries that outside of the 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 usual in Epcot. They've gone into mm-hmm. other like places Hawaii. like the Florida Florida Citrus kiosk or Oklahoma, where you can get. See, it's exactly. not just Florida. You can it's also not just get Hawaii. Florida, gotcha. Oklahoma. Um, and popular states like Hawaii. So Hawaii has been there for a long time. Um, it has been. And the line is always long. Yes, long, because long. of those, those Kahlua pork sliders are. Insane. I must say. Exactly. That's what everybody right. walks away with. If, if you want value for protein, um, get the. Get the uh, the spam spam and hash Ooh. because it's Ooh. seriously mm. the densest food you could ever eat in a theme park that is ninety five degrees and raining. Um, it's is ugh. and is it they have they have boozy Dole whips too. They've got rum and my Dole whips. Why? Delicious. Full size my ties too. Like like full size drinks at that place. Yeah. What a great pavilion. 
See that whole that whole dips and sips thing is just over, right? I mean, a mai tai is basically rum, 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 pineapple juice. Uh, and this rum. is true, and this particular year, you can buy at most of the kiosks because they've reduced the amount to twenty three kiosks in total. Uh, you can get a full sized pour of of <laughs> beer or wine or spirit, or you can get a tiny a, a tiny sip. Uh, uh, a symbol right. of why but we can't really compare that because Disneyland doesn't exist right now right yeah that's right. not what this exactly. is about you just, you that's just why, you're cutting exactly cut I don't want to do that that's why I'm comparing to 2019 when we were at our most excess considering food related events at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival cheese seminars on seven different nights, $95 per guests. Uh, you could get a different array of cheeses around a specific theme, whether that's Mediterranean, uh, whatever, like with a specific chef to guide you through your experience of drinking and eating cheese. Um, you could also have Sunday brunch with a chef, 11 different Sundays through the festival. You could eat brunch with a chef and get to meet them and take pictures with them. Cat Cora, Cake Boss, Graham Elliott from from (laughs) Fox's uh, Master Chef, uh, $139 per guest. 2019 also offered us 23 different seminars on cocktails, decorating cakes, garnishing a plate. These were cheap. These were $45 per person. This is different than the like stop in and watch a chef do a thing. This was learn how to do a thing. And well, that's something that you would want to plan for anyway. So that I'm just going back to my previous concern. Correct. Um, well, if we're going to do this, Eric, and we're going to compare 2019, I would just like to mm-hmm. point out that in 2019 at Disney California Adventure Food and Wine Festival special events, an evening with celebrity chef Guy Fieri. <laughs> There it is. A little heat, a little rock and roll, and a whole lot of fun is happening as celebrity chef Guy Fieri cooks up excitement on the Palisades stage, followed by a tasting reception. Wait a minute. Okay, so Guy Fieri. $120 per person plus tax and gratuities. $120 per person plus tax and gratuities. (laughs) Jesus, what's wrong with that guy? Um, For servers, it says. Well, yeah, yeah. So you're telling me that I could go see <laughs> Mr. Guy Fieri and all that that means on a stage <laughs> cooking and probably mm-hmm. saying a lot of catchphrases. Hmm. Yeah. His sunglasses are not pictured. Well, in that's image. because they're in the back of his head. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Take us out of Jimmy. And wait, 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 wait. Yeah. They, wait. they also. Is that double dipping? That's double dipping. Here. I'm going to. Yeah. A little bit. That's for the music that we were talking about. Well, thanks. I, yeah, I guess you have both. You've both double dipped. It's fair now. Considering the 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 celebrity chefs at the 2019 Sunday brunches, none <sighs> of them really compare to Guy Fieri, other than Buddy Velastro, Cake Boss, Cake Boss, Cake Boss, Cake Boss. See, here's the thing, and I'm just gonna go ahead and go forward with this. It's Guy Fieri, and it's Florida. Mm-hmm. He should have mm. a presence there. He True. should. You're absolutely right. And what restaurants does Guy Fieri have um, at Disney Springs? Oh, what's it called? Chicken, chicken Guy? <laughs> Is that what it's called? 
Oh, yes, it is. Oh, and I, I also have to point out that on Lifetime, this holiday season, you have 24-7 holiday movies all season long. Feliz Navidad with a picture of <laughs> Stabler. Oh, shoot. Oh, God. The guy from... Oh, God. The guy from Saved by the Bell. Zach? No, the other one. Slater. Slater. Oh. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez is a Feliz Navidad thing. It's a pop-up um, ad. Anyway. Recent wow. news on Instagram. Mario Lopez uh, admitted to having sex on Pirates of the Caribbean. Check out my blog Ooh. on Ears Up hyphen podcast <laughs> dot blog dot net. Oh, was it with one oh. of the pirates or like? No, it was with a. It was with a, a person, a human Depp. person. Johnny Depp. Why is this? <laughs> He'd be why in. is this news? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Look, I, I'm not saying like who hasn't. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's just like, like there was a time before cameras in every corner of these parks that people did a lot of things. I was always a good boy. I never did any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've heard stories. Uh, one thing I want to point out, and this is all. This is the last thing I'm going to say Feel about up. DCA, is that they have something called the Sip and Saver Pass. This is exclusive. Well, not exclusive to annual pass holders, but you get a discount. It's fifty six dollars for eight tabs, making each tab worth seven dollars, or fifty one dollars for annual pass holders, six thirty eight per tab. And food prices range between five and eight. So if you use the tabs on the right items, certainly a good deal. So it's a little sort of a lanyard with eight tabs around it, and you can buy one and save money. I hate lanyards. Wow. Right. And <laughs> just, I'm just saying. Right. Well, <laughs> at, what have lanyards and French mice ever done to you? <laughs> it was a French mice with a lanyard. <laughs> at Epcot, your American mouse can buy you. A gift card at full price. That's a tiny gift card that you could put on a little uh, little bracelet or on your wrist. That'll make it easier for you to buy things at Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. Wait, isn't that what magic band? Say, you could also use your magic that's band. What I was you can also use a credit card. That is the thing I was going to say. Is the absolute best thing about the Epcot Food and Wine Festival is the yes. Didn't even think of that. It's the magic band. Like, I don't have to take anything out of my... And they don't card you. They don't care. Yeah. No, um, that's... I think that's actually... That's... I'm, I'm not saying that they made magic band for this, but this is... Oh, but it's made it, for yeah, this. No, I get it. Like, th- this makes the magic band make a lot more sense. It really is fantastic. Yep. And yeah, even if you're not on a... If you're on a dining plan, half of... Most of the items... Count yeah, as a snack. snack, which is fantastic. Yeah. That because the one thing, if you if you buy a meal plan at Disney World, mm-hmm. you'll find you're running low at the end of your trip. Going, oh no, we have to buy like twenty Mickey bars. Go now, <laughs> go kids, go. Um, yep, hurry. But being able to buy like a lobster roll for a snack credit is pretty phenomenal. That's yeah, no, that is pretty huge. And I remember being on the dining plan before and that snack was just like, I guess chips. I don't know. I have to use it. I think 
or I feel like I should, you know? True. You paid for it and, already. Um, right. And that, yeah. Yeah. You're just throwing them away. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my summation. Um, both are festivals. They both have similar sort of style, similar theming. Um, and, and if you're counting all these shoehorn things in, California Adventure actually has the same amount, roughly, as True. Epcot does. Well, and if you correct for size differences, it's let's just call it even, you know? Even yeah, better. exactly. Um, they both have entertainment. Mm-hmm. Epcot's got more relevant, better entertainment. They both have celebrity chefs. They both have... You know, extra things you can pay for, extra things you don't have to pay for. So it, it's essentially the same festival. Yeah. And I think for the purposes of what I've been trying to do here, it's like, okay, if I just walk in, like I'm going to California Adventure anyway, and surprise, here's this nice thing. And it's, you know, correcting for the differences in what the parks do, it makes sense, right? Same thing with Epcot. It's like, oh, it's international. That makes sense because it's Epcot and it's this extra right. nice thing. And it sounds like I'm not going to be making an extra trip to the ATM if it's like a real surprise. Um, <laughs> although if I'm planning for it, <laughs> why are you giggling? <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so in terms of like one being better than the other, I think they end up kind of being the same considering where they are. However, if I'm planning to go to one of them, I'm going to Disney World. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think the, the downsides to both is that they get in the way. Yeah. And, and I think they get in the way the same amount. Mm-hmm because of park capacity. And, and so if I'm going and I don't want to be there for the festival, it's just in the mm-hmm. way because it adds crowds, but it adds crowds because they're trying to get them there. That's it's doing its job and true. it's true for both. And it's presumably a slower time anyway, right? Yeah. Like for example, I think the, the festival started in February of 2020 in, in DCA. Um, and then it, you know, but you were Eric. You were saying it was like a thirty-day festival. Now, <laughs> now, like this year, this year notwithstanding, last year I think it started in mid-August and didn't end until mid-November. So this is like a season. True, yeah. But Epcot has sort of relied on these festivals, and in Epcot is a festival park because really it doesn't have much more to offer these days. Mm-hmm. So much so that they were actually going to build like a three-story pavilion as a festival center. So. Flower and Garden, uh, Holiday Festival, the Arts Festival, the Food and Wine Festival. There was going to be a festival center dedicated in the middle of Future World that I think they've scrapped for money. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Epcot's a festival park. It's a permanent World's Fair with some other things behind some. Well, yeah, it's parks. easy to roll <laughs> out these little kiosks and have extra food dragged in to, to be made and served because. They they keep most of these very nicely detailed kiosks out behind, you know, in the back end of the park. They can they can just if they put the money into them and they're well done, they just roll them out every year. It doesn't matter. And during other festivals, they can just change the sign and it's fine. It's the same at right. at DCA where it, it's a generic box and you change the sign on it and it's fine. Nobody really mm. cares that much about the theming of it. 
but it's it's something nice to bring out and get people in there and if you're just there and you don't know what's going on it doesn't hurt to walk around and go oh hey there's food over there but if you're if you're somebody who wants to plan ahead sure you can shell out an extra $100 $200 to sit at the festival of the you know party for the senses and get VIP seating and have somebody bring drinks to you and uh and bring one of the you know bring a sample from every one of the 50 different sample places within that to you because mm-hmm. that's what you're there for and Epcot has made a name for themselves for that and DCA doesn't necessarily have the space for that, but it, it's it's fine. There's still plenty yeah. to do. You're still getting the DCA experience. Well, and I think I think yeah, DCA it, is like a version of this that's perfectly reasonable. That like mm-hmm. it you know comes as close as DCA is going to come to something like this. But it sounds like Epcot is like it's it is the experience of this kind of thing. Right, and and like I like my blogs. This is a California Adventures, a taste of Epcot's food and wine. Right. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. And so, Eric, you said something I want to sort of briefly touch on. You said it doesn't hurt anybody. But what's interesting about how these shoehorned things that we talked about before is it it actually hurts the PNL of some of these restaurants because I'm going to go to the food and wine festival. I'm not going to sit down in Morocco and have a meal and these outdoor vending carts lose business during these festivals. So they, that's how they shoehorned them in. So it's like Joffrey's is like, well, I, I'm not getting any business mm. now, but if I, if I'm part of the adventure and I'm part of the festival, cause I've got this special drink or whatever, I can give somebody a stamp. That's how they're driving business to some of these other, other things. And that's so, an interesting and point. And I appreciate that. I personally, I, I still go like as someone who go has been to the food and wine festival every year for the last, it, it, the, the International Food and Wine Festival uh, for the last like five or six years, I still want to go to some of the bigger restaurants because I can go in there and get either their special offering for the festival or enjoy some of my favorites. And I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird toss up where, yeah, I want to go to all of the places, but if I'm, if I'm able to visit more frequently, like a California native or somebody who can get to Florida fairly often uh, during the giant timeline of the festival, you can try all of the, the marketplace kiosk sort of foods and enjoy all of the extra bonuses during in all of the restaurants during this festival, uh, there's a lot to be there's a lot to be had on on both sides. And um, I mean, last year was the year that I feel like I, I kind of nailed it, where I was there a little bit too much and was able to enjoy a lot of things in a lot of different places. And I went, oh wow, you to really get everything out of this festival, you have to spend a lot of time. You have to be here a lot. Mm-hmm. When I, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I want to add though, as representative of John Q. Corndog here, like I, I understand, you know, you're somebody who appreciates Disney parks on 
a different level. I mean, you, 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 you had said that like you, one of the first things you do at Disneyland is you'll have breakfast on main street, right? which is fine, mm-hmm. but that's like, that's not my speed at all. It makes sense when you explain it, but like, it's not something I would normally think to do because I'm still like, ah, let me add space mountain and, or whatever. And you've been to so Disneyland think, way more than I have. Yeah. Right. Right. So, and I think having the the shoehorn things in there these are things that i probably have just made a beeline past to get to the front gate right but if it's if it's folded into this this festival then it kind of gives me a chance to take a look at these things and then maybe revisit it later yeah Mm -hmm. well and that was that's what i was going to share from Mm -hmm. my experience is we just ended up at epcot total fluke during the food and wine festival and we had our goddaughters with us and they were highly unimpressed <laughs> first by the crowds like jimmy was talking about because they could barely move and second of all like i kind of felt like we lost a little bit of the world showcase but we ended up going right back there later in the evening to go to morocco so that the girls could experience that restaurant because i think it's such a different experience and one they may never have again unless they actually get to morocco so it was interesting i kind of saw both worlds Hmm. that day yeah so a a couple of things i want to i want to close on um thing number one is we did we went to france a couple years ago for my birthday and the hollywood or the disney studios were having a food and wine festival and we didn't know about it but it's a similar idea but it was food around europe and we were thrilled. It was like, it was so cool. It was like this extra thing that we didn't know about. So that's just sort of a plus for yeah. this mm-hmm. festival in any park. Um, the other thing I just want to share personally, I ha- we have a dear friend who, who we would go to the Food and Wine Festival with every year. And she passed away just at the outset of COVID, not from COVID. But um, a couple of stories I just want to share personally in her honor. Um the first time we went, she had to have a wheelchair because she had back issues. And so she would get one of the little jazzies that, that our that Horace Vandergiller does not like. Um, so she got, little, she got a little drunk and she was very excited to shop the merchandise. And so she went and found something she wanted to show us. And so she was new on these scooters and we're standing in line for one of these booths. And she's so excited to show us she forgot to stop the gas on the cart and she ran over our feet uh which was very painful there's a picture <laughs> and that same trip we were in france and she was taking the wheelchair ramp and again very intoxicated she took a turn and l- there's a basket on front of these these uh, ecvs there's a basket to hold stuff like empty drinks mm-hmm. and she took the turn and that basket hit the corner of the building and took the corner <laughs> of the building off <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so two things about that. First thing is the basket fell off too. So she's got it at her feet the whole time. We go back and return the 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 cart and and they're like she's like, uh, this fell off. And they're like, Oh, we're so sorry. And they refunded her. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> Which is true. And then and then we went back the next time and that entire building had been totally refacaded. <laughs> she broke. Oh, anyway, I just supermodel now. I've been thinking about that all night. I wanted to share. Awesome. Yeah, we love you, Lynn. Yeah, Um, yeah. So to be official, 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd say it goes to Epcot, but it's a real, it's, Huzzah. it's a fair win, but I, I think it's a qualified win in, I don't, it's, DCA still has a very good functional one. It, absolutely. Yeah, they, they fit. They fit where they're supposed to fit. I mean, if you think about it, the, the second gate spectaculars we talked yeah. about, they just kind of fit and they do what they're supposed to do for the, in the park in which they're in. They just, they make sense. They're extras. They add to it. It, it adds to the experience. It makes, it makes DCA a full day park. It makes Epcot a multiple day park. So they're functionally doing all the same things, but I just think Epcot just does it slightly better on a higher quality. Yeah. And honestly, I think if you change the stupid pun carts mm-hmm. to like food trucks, you have a better experience. Sure. True. And like actual yeah. local, like. That would be really cool. Totally. That's a good call. Right? Yeah. VW buses or something. That'd be yeah, awesome. But like, but like legitimate people who are doing like food trucky things because that's right. a thing. And, you know, get the people from Gilroy, if they're not already represented, like have them come down with their garlic stuff. Like, yeah, double it down. could be. Yeah. It could be a California version of what Epcot is. Um, well, what's the chicken restaurant in San Diego that everybody raves about? The Crack Shack or something? I don't know. I don't care about it. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, to your point, I mean, you have you have a food truck with street tacos. You have. I, I just mean, said it. Roscoe's. It, it seems like- <laughs> there you go. I hate to say it, but Pink's Hot Dogs, too. People still They're terrible, but yeah, why not? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, I I think we're all in agreement here. I think they they both do a really good job, but I think Epcot just kind of nudges it a little bit in in a different category, and it feels like DCA just kind of tried to also do yeah. it, but didn't quite hit all the right. All the and points. I wish that it, it, yeah, it's a little bit of the 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 bigness factor again, but I. It, Disney has the the capacity to bring in some really big name acts at yeah it, you know onto that little stage at uh, at DCA and no no shade against the the acts that have been there because I've really enjoyed some of the shows that I've seen there I'm like wow these guys are really cool but that they're it's not it's not the same as bringing in somebody that everybody remembers I mean. It's mm-hmm. not, it, yeah, they're not the the hottest hits, but sometimes they're up and comers. Um, sometimes they're they're people that you remember from ten years ago. It they're they get big name people there at the America State the the American Garden stage, and it's it, it's a draw. Yeah, yep. It's no Dylan Carbone in the Estelo <laughs> yeah. Tumbao band. I'll give you the well, and I don't think that I don't but think it, that the bigness wins for Epcot, but th- certainly helps. But like, I think what loses DCA because I would I would absolutely correct for size here is that the, it kind of feels like they're barely trying when they have. I mean, they're in California, <laughs> they're in like LA's right there. Yeah. They have all like the resources are there if they just decided to say like, yeah, it's going to be smaller, but let's actually. Let's try to make it a destination, you know? Yeah. And I think Epcot's Food and Wine Festival is, in fact, a destination. Yeah. yeah. 
Whereas California Adventures feels like a yeah, absolutely attack on. It's a very good bonus. To, yeah, here's more stuff in the exactly. place that I'm going to already. Right. Exactly. Yep. That's that's what it feels like. It felt that way in Paris as well. So congratulations to Eric and the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival is the supreme food and wine festival. Yeah. Uh, want want to mention our Facebook group? It's not a Patreon, but it's uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> they, we have a nice little conversation going over there. So join us on our Facebook group. Join us for game nights on typically on yeah. Wednesdays. Uh, check the Facebook group to find out what's happening next. Like game night this Saturday. Uh, the, Tell us if we're wrong. Have a conversation, you know? like Yeah, exactly. And tomorrow, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, there will be a game night tomorrow night. So if you want more of this <laughs> uh, nonsense, then tomorrow night is for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and please, who doesn't love nonsense? Put us in the nonsense. Contact us at uh, me. I'm Jimmy at earsup-podcast.com. Dan is at earsup-podcast.com. Eric is at ejohnson at concierge.com. If you want to say Christine's hi. in a can. Christy in a can at gmail.com. <laughs> uh, we have other shows on this Don't network. Don't forget to There's support uh, Steve Gutenberg's cameo. Steve Gutenberg's he needs some cameo, cash for a new phone. <laughs> yep. Uh, we have the ears up in depth, ears up banter, Beskar and Bantha milk. They're talking about the Mandalorian. That's all hot right now. Bo-Katan came back. What? Ahsoka Tano is going to be on probably tonight. Jimmy, stop talking. You're notorious at giving out spoilers without knowing it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, and, uh, yeah, so that's, that's our show. Hashtag spoilers. Oh, and (laughs) There's going to be a big planning show on mm. uh, Monday. The Ears Up group. We're all getting together and we're going to talk about shows and what's coming next. So if you have any ideas that you want to hear, uh, please let us know at the aforementioned email addresses. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to get started. Oh, wait. <laughs> it's been two hours. Um, Let's. Hey, everybody, let's uh, sit down and we'll, we're going to talk about some uh, food and wine festivals. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get through every booth, booth by booth, every item, drink by drink, every like, menu <laughs> since 2002. <laughs> like, for example, you can get the Golden Road Pineapple Cart Michelada at 1225, the Lost Coast Watermelon Wheat Michelada 1225, King Harbor Brewing Cerveza Hermosa Michelada. I really enjoyed the, uh, the the empanadas at the Caribbean Islands uh, kiosk at uh, Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival. It was pretty fantastic. Can we refer to Christopher Cross as Survivor Christopher Cross? <laughs> that allowed? Yeah, he's... He's still alive. Anyway, every, Give him superpower. stay safe, everybody. Be diligent. Holidays are coming up. Make sure to be safe. Don't let your guard down. Be good to each other. And we'll see you in the festivals. At the parks. On the flip side. At the parks. <laughs> Bruh. At the park. I don't have an outro. None of us do. Neither do we. <laughs>
I say words now. Welcome to the Supreme Resort Land V World, a podcast about Disneyland and Walt Disney World, and which is the Supreme Resort. Each episode, we will discuss. Wait, wait, exp- wait, 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 what? Wait, 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 what? Christy just said her mic stopped working. Oh, I'm going to keep going see how she it goes. She just texted me. All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Introductions. Yeah. Each episode, it. we will discuss and explore each resort ride by ride, land by land, park by park to determine which is better. I am your host, Jimmy, and thank you for joining me on this quest to help the greater good of humanity answer this long, elusive question, which is better? Disneyland or Walt Disney World. Now, joining me to find the answer is from Dan Hates the Beatles. Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. I hate the Beatles, but I love um, you. Oh. Uh, and from Concierge, we have Eric. Concierge also loves Jimmy, and we'd like to make that a public <laughs> statement. And from being the latest entrant in the Podcast Sound Quality Hall of Fame <laughs> is Christy. Oh, okay. (laughs) Her mic's not working yet. We tried. I I wasted my joke. That was a good intro. I liked that. Maybe I'll splice them together if the next one isn't as good. So we're probably going to have to stop recording, I think, so she can get back in or something. You want to save that recording? Um, Uh, Hang on. She just texted me again. And and all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Group text. Maybe she should log out and log in again. Maybe that yellow light meant something. Ooh. Really not working. <laughs> Can she hear us? Who's Mike? Ah. Can you hear us? Yeah, log. Yeah, good job, Eric. I'm going to cancel mine. <sighs> Mm-hmm. I am so no. tense. <laughs> You're so tense. Why? I've just I, I I started driving that ten hour drive to Virginia on Thursday, and my shoulders have been tense ever since. And I've had that mild grade headache every day, and it's like ugh. I can't. Yay! Even. So and that's our show, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Eric, this presents a quandary. Do you think yes. it's recording? Should we trust Zencaster when it says it's recording, or should we hit stop recording and start a new one and risk Jimmy's computer getting computer herpes? That looks I can always go through and do on the, whole the screen. Thing. I mean, it looks this looks weird with broken broken Michael. Moving yeah. in a different direction than the rest of us. Yeah. Oh, it's tripping me out. Oh, How about yeah, we stop it's it? going to be on a different time. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm going to be like at 51 seconds, and y'all going right. to be at like 20 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to hit Hester's smart, but yeah, let's stop it. I'm going to hit stop recording, and then I'm going to hit new recording, and it's going to all Christy's disappear. Christy's going to back over her mic. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 